0: Welcome to Emotionally Healthy Legacy. My name is Elizabeth and I am a mom of three boys. My goal here is to educate you intentional ways that you can become an emotionally healthy mom. Ways that you can break destructive patterns that have been happening for years and how you can leave an emotionally healthy legacy with your children. Hello, hello, welcome back to Emotionally Healthy Legacy. Today we'll be talking about emotional intelligence in kids and how we can teach our kids to handle their emotions in a helpful way. I want you to think of a scenario. When your child has a hard time reading, what do you do? You sit down with them and you actually teach them how to read and you practice over and over and over again. How about if they are in a sport and they're not really good at it yet? What do you do? You take them in the backyard and you sit there and you practice over and over and over again until they get good at it. And how many times does it take for them to get good at something? Hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of times. I mean, people that are good at something have done it thousands of times. It's the same way with our emotions, but yet when our child is not able to handle their big emotions in a helpful way, we scold them, we punish them instead of coaching them through it and helping them through it. Do you see the logic confusion in here? For me, that was like mind-blowing because I'm like, wow, that just like totally opened up my eyes to a whole new perspective that somehow when our child can't play soccer, we'll go in the backyard and coach them and we will practice hundreds of times. But yet, we expect to teach our children or tell our children one time. We don't even actually tell them often how to handle their emotions. We just scold them for their emotions. And emotions and feelings... Is something we all experience all the time. And the thing is, we can't even control what emotion comes to us. We control what to do with it. And we can teach and coach our children how to handle their emotion. But that is something out of our control is the emotion and the feeling that comes with something. Like, for example, if you are trying to do something and it's really frustrating, like for me, Um, With this whole online business, I had to learn a lot of online stuff, and this is just not my cup of tea. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It's a lot to learn. It's very overwhelming. It can become really frustrating. So, if I'm trying to figure something out and I can't figure it out, I'm getting really, really frustrated. And that is an emotion that I can't even control that it comes to me. What I can do is be in control how I handle it and if I don't have the skills to handle it well nobody taught me the skills nobody coached me nobody walked me through the skills nobody you know came alongside me when it was so overwhelming like how do you expect a child to know what to do if you never taught them what to do the thing is many of us don't know what to do ourselves with challenging and difficult emotions And so we have a hard time helping our kids. Uh, The family of origin oftentimes either ignored our feelings or um, we were punished for our feelings or we were just, you know, told to shut them down, you know, and we, so we don't even know how to handle them ourselves. So we don't know how to handle them with our kids. And we become really, really uncomfortable with, let's say, anger, frustration, and we, we just get lost. And all we know is to how to shut that feeling down. And that's what we do with our kids. But how do we expect them to handle their frustration, their overwhelm, their anger, their annoyance, their disappointment in a hopeful way if we don't teach them? That's not something you just learned with and you just know how to do. Somebody has to teach you. And many times, it's our, it's our job as parents. If we are the primary caregiver to our children, it is our job to teach that to our kids. It is. It is your responsibility. And if you're not going to do that, it's going to affect their relationships down the road. If any of you are married or know somebody who is very um, a person that easily gets angered, a person that does not handle their emotions well, blows up super easily, and becomes just not pleasant to be around with. The thing is, it's not an excuse for them to do what they're doing. It's not. But more likely than not, they were never taught, modeled, or coached how to do it a different way. They were either accepted like that, that was okay in their family of origin, their parents did that, or at least one parent, or like they were just never, like the skills were just never taught, you know? And so my point here is today that in order for our children to behave better which behavior comes from emotions if we are struggling internally it's going to come out on our behavior so in order for our children to handle their feelings and emotions i'm talking about challenging emotions when they're happy and excited that's easy like they behave well we all when we have positive emotions we behave positively i'm talking about challenging negative emotions we need to teach our children how to handle them all by modeling ourselves how to handle our challenging emotions well. And it all starts with us. I have said this before and I will say it again. It takes our brain 500 to 1,000 a thousand times of repetition in order for a certain response to become automatic. So if we have been handling anger and frustration in one way for 30 years, or even like my, mm, you know, our kids, you know, even if they're like 10 years old, you know, if they've been handling their anger and frustration in one way, it will take them many, many times of practice, of intentional practice for them to handle it in a positive way. Those, the ways we, we've been doing something for 30 years has been automatically, like it's engraved in our brain it's like this automatic pathway that you just do automatically you don't even think about it you just have an automatic reaction to something and in order to change that you have to be very intentional and to shift your mindset and have a plan what you will do let's say we know that certain situations really trigger us let's say when our child is being disrespectful We easily get sucked into it and become disrespectful to them and it goes back and forth and it becomes this tension and frustration. If we don't have a plan how we will handle it differently, if we don't have a plan how to regulate ourselves and our own emotions, we're going to fall back into this automatic pattern because that's all our brain knows and it's engraved in and it's literally just automatic. It's cemented in your brain. So you have to literally reteach your brain, which takes 500 to a thousand, let's say even a thousand times. You know, let's take a thousand times. you need to practice something differently in order for your brain to start automatically doing it in a different way. Same thing for your kids. So we cannot expect a child who is immature, whose brain is not fully developed till their mid-20s, to make mature, and hopeful choices and decisions and communicate it maturely to you that they're having a hard time, that they're struggling, that they're overwhelmed, that they're tired, that they're hungry, that they're just disappointed. They're not going to use those words, especially if you don't teach them to them. You have to train them. You have to coach them through it. You have to teach that to them. It's a skill. It's a skill so one of the things i want to say is that kids are very impulsive so when they are born they're born with the survival part of the brain is fully developed already their thinking brain is not developed at all their emotional brain is going to require some development too but their survival part of the brain is developed that's why the babies cry that's and maybe like toddlers, they go into tantrums really quickly because that part of the brain is de- fully developed and it, they, they're really impulsive and they quickly switch to that part of the brain when something isn't going their way. They, when they get frustrated, they go to survival part of the brain super quick and they can fall down on the floor and throw a tantrum. So our job is to help them in that moment instead of scolding them, right? When they're in survival part of the brain, like, it is, that part of the brain does fight, flight, or freeze. And many times, it's fight for kids. That's why when something doesn't go their way, they can easily turn to hitting. Now, that's not okay, and we can teach them and coach them to not do that and teach them that that's not safe, but that's automatic. They don't even have to have to think about it. It just happens. You know, the physical aggression... In that moment when your child is being aggressive, what I can tell you is that um, there isn't a lot you can do because survival part of the brain does not respond really well to words. In order for the survival part of the brain to shift back to emotional and logical part of the brain, it has to feel safe. And in order for your child to feel safe is if you... Are regulated that sends a signal to their brain that they're safe so if you stay calm and you still stay regulated that energy that calm energy that response will send a message to their brain that they're safe and it's going to be easier for them to travel that wave and to calm down faster if we get sucked into that energy yeah we can uh out of fear, get them to stop. But how many times, I mean, if you do spanking, think about it. How many times if you have a toddler who's throwing a tantrum and you tell them to stop and you threaten them to spank them, do they stop right away? They don't because they can't. Their brain is in their survival part of the brain. And when you do like eventually stop them, what you're doing is just stopping that emotion. That emotion doesn't fully get out and then it's going to come back later. Now, our job is to teach them. I will do an episode next time about how to... Anger is probably the biggest one and frustration with kids, right? How to help them get it out in a helpful way. Because uh, th- that's the thing. We, we tell them to stop being, you know, hurting others or screaming or yelling, but we don't give them anything else instead. And that emotion is still there, but they just don't know what to do with it. Nor do you. And so our job is to stay calm in the moment. And with my kids, let's say my three-year-old, when he becomes aggressive, I can hold him and I say, your hands are not safe. Your body is not safe. I'm going to hold you until you're ready to be safe. And when you feel like you can stop, say, mama, I got it. And I will let you go. So I will physically restrain his hands from hurting me or anyone else or his body Because, and I use the terms, your body's not safe right now, your hands are not safe, mommy's going to help you, this is not okay, tell me when you're ready to stop and I will let you go. So I am showing him, I'm staying calm and cool as much as I can help it you know, because I am recognizing the mindset shift that he's having a hard time. He's overwhelmed by his anger and his brain is in survival part of the brain and he is immature and he's not able to handle it in a hopeful way. He needs my help and my support through it. So if I stay calm and cool and that positive calm energy, it's going to help him travel that um, wave of emotion faster Because emotions are like a wave. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they just eventually they come down. And with our kids, in the moment, what we can do is stay with them and stay cool ourselves as much as we can help it. And help them travel that way faster without trying to scold them and stop them. Just keeping them safe. That's what I do with my kids. You know, um... I, if they're physically, if they're just grumpy and frustrated and they're saying something, you know, that's one thing. But if they're physically, um, aggressive, I have to physically stop them because their body is not safe. And I use that term your body is not safe. Mommy's gonna help you. And many times I have to take deep breaths as this is happening because otherwise I'll get sucked into it. And I have to tell myself, I got this, I can do this, I'm safe, I've got this. So then that sends a signal to my brain that I'm okay, that I'm safe, so it doesn't go into threat and it doesn't go into the emotional part of the brain. Because once I switch there, I I lost it. That's it. Like I start yelling, screaming, whatever it might be, threatening to my kids. So when our ch- children are in our in their emotional part of the brain, that's the part of the brain they say their rude, nasty, disrespectful, mean words. And in order to help our kids shift from the emotional part of the brain to their thinking part of the brain, the logical, problem-solving, positive choices part of the brain, they need connection. And that comes through validation, empathy, and understanding how does that work in real life? If your child, you see that they're grumpy, they're saying rude words, they're disrespectful, they are just not kind, more often than not, just about every time, that means they are in their emotional part of the brain. And as a mature adult, as a parent, your job is to help them in that moment and how you can help them is by trying to understand what's going on when you ask their perspective you say hey i see that you're having a hard time can you tell me what's going on when you do that and you listen and then you validate that sounds really frustrating that must be really hard for you hmm you know i'd be really upset if that happened to me too I can see what you're coming from. You know, when we empathize with them, that helps their brain shift from the emotional part of the brain to their thinking part of the brain. Now, it's not going to work every time. We can't force it to them, but we can help them and, and, and we can influence them in a positive way. How often do we just expect our kids never to have a bad day? for them to just be in a perfect mood and happy all the time and just behave well 100% of the time. And when they don't, what we do, we force them instead of trying to understand what's going on. If we want connection with our kids, if we want to have an intimate, close emotional connection with our kids, we have to connect with them and help them help understand what's going on because that builds connection and when it comes to emotional intelligence handling their feelings well when you do that with your kids on a regular basis when you come alongside them and see that they're struggling and you ask them hey can you tell me what's going on they will learn over time that when they're feeling internally not good that It is helpful to share it with somebody and to have someone help you out. It feels a lot less overwhelming when someone comes alongside you when you're feeling a certain emotion that is just hard. It just feels much, much less overwhelming and you can handle that feeling much better. And then you're teaching your child that next time when they're having a hard moment, they can ask for help. You know, next time when they're having... Uh, you know they're disappointed or frustrated they can say hey mom please help me you know I'm having a hard time now it doesn't happen over time you have to practice it like I said hundreds of times with your kids in order to teach that to them for them to do it automatically but if you keep doing that it's gonna happen I can tell you that I noticed it even with my kids you know My six-year-old, he does that. If he's having a hard day, he will say, Mom, I'm having a hard day. And many times I still have to ask him, Hey, what's going on? You're being mean. Is everything okay? And he'll tell me, I'm having a hard day. Okay. Now we're coming from that perspective versus he's just being a jerk to his siblings. So what I want to tell you today is that when your child is having a hard time, Let's give them grace. Let's not expect them and have such a high standard for them, something we can't even attain ourselves. We don't have perfect days all the time. We don't ever actually. We you know, don't handle our emotions well all the time. We can't expect an immature child to handle their emotions well all the time and just be in a good mood. Our job as a parent is to coach them and help them through it. And coaching involves you coming alongside them and being like, Hey, what's going on? Can you tell me what's happening? Looks like you're having a hard time. And then validating their feelings, that their reality is real, not denying their reality, saying, Oh, wow, that sounds really, really rough. Hmm, that must be really frustrating. Like validating that what they're going through is real for them. And then empathizing with them. Empathizing is putting yourself in the other person's shoes and trying to understand where they're coming from. And like other phrases I use with my kids is like, Well, wow, I'd feel the same way if I was you. I would feel just as frustrated. I can see why you're so overwhelmed by it. That's really hard that's empathizing with your kids and then when you do that it helps them shift out of that emotional part of the brain and then you can help them okay all right so you were feeling overwhelmed and you threw your book on the ground because it was just too hard to read and then I strategize with them I'm like is that helpful or hurtful okay what do you think we can do better next time Next time, mommy, when I'm having a hard time, you say, mommy, I need your help. I'm having a hard time. And we walk through it and we role play it and they have them repeat it again multiple times. So then the following time, they're a lot more likely to remember it because their brain has practiced the skill and what to do. Another thing I want to mention is that when we teach our kids and coach them through their emotions, it sets them up for success later in life, especially in their marriages, especially how often do you hear or know or maybe are in a relationship where your spouse or you cannot handle your emotions well and can't communicate those emotions because they've been taught to be shut down or just expressed in hurtful ways so when we do that with our kids we're actually setting them up for success when we coach them through that emotion when we meet them with empathy and validation and understanding listening to their perspective we build connection and we're teaching them long-term skills that are super valuable in life so what I want you to get out of this podcast today the things I want you to remember is that emotions and how to handle challenging emotions that is a skill that we need to teach our kids that is something they need our help with and our coaching with and it's not going to just happen overnight it takes many many times of practice If our child is struggling in one area, our job is to help them through it, not to just punish them for it. If your child can't do math really well, you don't punish them. You help them with it and you teach them. Same thing with emotions. That is what I want you to get out of it. Your children need your help to handle their emotions instead of you just punishing them for it. And the second thing I want you to remember, when a child is experiencing an emotion, same thing for you, an adult, that emotion needs to go like a wave. It's going to get bigger and bigger, and then it's going to calm down. And our job is to make sure everyone is kind of safe in the moment physically, because in that moment, there's not much you can do because that emotion is happening. And if you just try to stop it and scold it, it's not really helpful. That emotion still stays internally, and it's going to come out later. And the third thing is, is when your child is being in their emotional part of the brain, what helps that part of the brain shift back to the thinking brain? We can influence it by helping them. And that involves them feeling understood, which is asking them, hey, what's going on? You know, helping them validate their reality that whatever they're going through, you don't have to agree with it. It's just their reality and you can validate it and empathizing with them that helps the brain feel safe and it helps it shift back to their thinking brain and they're gonna calm down faster versus you trying to just shut down their emotion and telling them to stop being grumpy stop being mean or rude or just stop being angry all right ladies this is it for today those are the takeaways i have for you I would love for you to share this podcast if you have found it helpful and you can pass it on to at least one more mama that you think could benefit from it. I would really, really appreciate that as well as if you go onto iTunes and leave a review and let me know if things that I've been teaching you here, if they have been helpful and if you've been able to apply some of it in your life. That will also be super helpful. Alrighty, ladies, I'll see you next time. If you're a mom that struggles with handling her challenging emotions in a healthy way, listen up. I got a tool for you. If you go in the show notes of this podcast, you will see a link where you can sign up for a five-day free mini course. And in that mini course, you get to learn Actual practical things that you can do in the moment and outside of the moment to be more patient and calm So you're not as overwhelmed So you're not as stressed, and actual ways to learn to de-stress yourself and Calm your nervous system down. How often do we hear that we shouldn't react we should respond and the problem is well how in the moment I don't know how because I'm so overwhelmed and so triggered in this mini course you get to learn the how I am so excited that I have these skills that I can share with you so go in the show notes click on the link enter your email and then you can start the five-day free mini course